Welcome to Walking with God, Pat Barry and Jeff Quinto's podcast, where Pat and Jeff talk about their walk with Christ. My name is Pat Barry. And my name is Jeff Quinto. And today we have a special edition of the Walking with God podcast. Now, when we were talking about what we were going to say in the podcast, Pat suggested we talk about the armor of God. And I thought, you know what? I've heard many times people talk about the armor of God, and I've read what Paul says about the armor of God in Ephesians, but I've never really understood it. And so this is a good opportunity for me, Pat, to understand it a little better than I would otherwise. So thank you for suggesting it. Now we're going to start out reading Ephesians 6, 10 through 13 as the first part, and then Ephesians 6, 13 through 19 as the second part. The first part, 6, 10 through 13, explains the problem, and the second part, Ephesians 6, 13 to 19, explains the solution. So Pat, would you read Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, please? Happy to. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Wow. Okay, that's the problem. That sounds like a pretty big problem to me. Well, it is a big problem because if, if you read that, we're although we have little squabbles with, with our fellow man, our real problem is dealing with forces that are beyond us in heavenly places. We're talking about uh, forces that we, we can't see that are in the heavenly places. We're talking about devils, demons, things like that. And as human beings, we can't fight against that. We need God's help. We need God to come in and shield us, so to speak, from these. And this is, Paul gives the direction on how to do that. Yeah. And he identifies the problem. You know, we're modern people. So we don't believe much in little devils and demons and things like that, do we? No. And this is where things, some, some people say, oh, come on. What, what is that? Is that real? That, that is, that is real. That's yeah. biblical. That is real. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure that I've ever seen or am likely ever to see a, a somebody running around in a devil suit with a tail and, and horns and all that. But you know what? There's plenty of evil in this world, isn't there? Absolutely. So we may not see it as a devil, like a comic book devil, but we see it as the, the result of it. We see the result of it as evil in the world, which there is sadly plenty of it. Absolutely. And they are, you know, these spiritual forces are out there. They're, they're, they're tempting us. Um, they are in and amongst us. And like it says, you know, even though we squabble with, with each other, it's really there's forces behind all this squabbling. So we need to be prepared to fend that off. Yeah. So we start out with this uh, Ephesians 6, 10 through 13 is identifying the problem. Allow me to read Ephesians 6, 13 through 19, which, in which Paul talks about the solution. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes to for your feet, having put on the readiness given by gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit 
with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Wow. There's a lot there. (laughs) There is a lot there. You know, interestingly enough, at the time that this was written, the metaphor is great because we look at this and chances are you've probably heard this before. But like the two of us, we heard it and we kind of had an idea of what it was what it was about. But because we weren't around 2,000 years ago, it's a little sketchy. And as we were digging in and finding out more information, it actually became pretty interesting. And most people at the time would understand because he's describing uh, armor that was probably Roman armor that a lot of people were very familiar with. Just like the first thing that uh, he mentions is the belt. Now, on the, the belt on Roman armor would hold everything up. It kind of holds everything together. So it, you know, it holds the sword. It has a place to tuck in. Uh, they had long tunics, and when they went into battle, they would have to cinch these things up or else they would trip on them, and that all went on the belt. So the belt represents kind of what uh, what holds everything together, and it, it protects us. It kind of holds everything together. So from a spiritual standpoint, it brings everything. It's the, it's the starting where it brings things together and holds everything together. Yeah. You know, that's interesting, that the, the point that you made there, because when I think of a soldier, I don't think of a Roman soldier, but everyone who first heard this would have thought instantly of a Roman soldier. Right. What does a Roman soldier look like? How is he dressed? What does he have? And then Paul puts together this beautiful metaphor. I think the first one, saying that uh, the belt is fastened, the belt of truth, I think is important. You know, every time we talk about anything as it relates to God, we need to know that we're saying the truth. We we know that all in the Bible is true, and we need that every word that we utter to be true. So we need to be that. We need to be girded by the truth. We need to be um, surrounded by the truth. So we start off with that, the belt of truth, and then we have the breastplate of righteousness. Once again, another metaphor looking at what we have. And of course, a breastplate doesn't mean much to us, but it'd mean a lot to a Roman soldier, wouldn't it? Absolutely. It would be his main protection and his main protection against being stabbed in the in the heart, which would have been uh, an, uh, essentially would have killed him. So he has the breastplate and that's meant to be righteousness of God that covers and protects us. It's one of those things that God covers us as we ask for as we ask for his protection. Uh, he will he will cover us with his his righteousness and we keep his words in our heart to cover us uh, from any attacks of the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, then we have the sword of the Spirit, and the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Now, this is the only offensive weapon. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Everything else is defensive, but this is offensive. Well, think about when uh, Jesus was tempted by Satan. He was in the wilderness for 40 days. And when, when Satan said, all this can be yours, what did he say? It is written. It is written. It is written. He always went back to, it is written. And he said, heaven and earth shall pass away. My word will never pass away. You could go back to John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was was with God, and the word was God. The word 
is our, our offensive weapon. When you're feeling tempted, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling like you're not quite sure what to do, go back to the word and even say the word out loud. I used to think, oh, that sounds a little bit crazy. When you start saying the word out loud, praying out loud, uh, it's amazing what happens, how, how the anxiety goes away, how things start to become clear. Saying the word out loud and goes to this. Of course, it is your offensive weapon that you can use. Very important, saying the word out loud. Yeah, it is. Now, that's interesting. The, the, saying the words out loud and praying out loud, I've got to admit that I don't usually do that. To be honest, I very seldom do it. I know. Perhaps almost never. But it doesn't change the fact that it's more powerful. When you're alone and you're speaking out loud, speaking to God in, in your actual voice, it just feels different, doesn't it? It does. And if you want to really start doing something, you can do this in your car or uh, in, in your house. If you start praising, if you start praising God, it is amazing what happens. You start praising him out loud. <laughs> and where, where they it's it's written where the devil will flee. The devil will flee. And you can just, you can, works for me. It, I can feel anxiety starting to melt, melt away when I, when I praise out loud. Sometimes I'm in my car driving down the road, praising out loud. You know, I can only imagine the reaction of people driving up next to me, but that's okay. That's yeah. all right. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, because, you know, you said that a word that, that is very familiar to me. It's anxiety. And, you know, we, have, we are anxious. There's so much in our world to make us anxious, isn't there? Yes. So how do we overcome that? This whole armor of God is meant to help us to overcome that as well, isn't it? Yes. And that's an important thing, that, that releasing anxiety, giving it off to God, thinking of yourself of having the, the uh, uh, breastplate, of, breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, all of these things. We're, we're sending anxiety away. We are, we're dispelling it into the world, sending it back from whence it came. Yes. So we have that. Now, the, the next one, Pat, tell me about that one. The next one is the shield of faith. The shield is going to be uh, a metal, or sometimes it was a, a leather shield, and what that was meant to do was to block incoming projectiles. So the shield, it's, it's a very important piece of your, of your armor, and it's meant to thwart the darts and the jabs of Satan. So again, a lot of this goes back to, it goes back to the word. Keep the word in your heart, this is, not, this is not an offensive weapon. It's a defensive weapon. So it's, it's Bible phrases that you, that you have in your heart, um, whatever that, that may be. This is why it's, it's pretty important to memorize some phrases that you have. So when you, you feel these things coming at you, and if you've ever been around, maybe wherever, and all of a sudden you'll just get a bizarre thought that you're like, where did that come from? Sure. And this is one of the things that, that Satan does. He goes to and fro. Now, he can't, he can't make you do something, but he can put thoughts in your head, as odd as that sounds. So it's good to have some Bible phrases just put up in your heart to where you can extinguish those arrows, so to speak. Yeah. And I think the arrows, you know, we're using that. That's also, of course, a metaphor. The arrow is the really the kind of thing that where your attention is diverted to something that you know you shouldn't do. And I have a great friend in Texas who once said he was talking about an eye bounce. And I said, what's an eye bounce we were talking about? He says, you know, when you, when you look over at a, at a, at a woman and you, you start to think a thought that maybe you shouldn't be thinking, you bounce your eyes away. You move away from it. 
That's a good way to do it, too. And, and I, I think that those are the kind of, of things that happen to us actually today, where you'll have something that is that you know is wrong, and yet you could pursue it or you could look away. And that you need to have decided in advance of what you're going to do. And the answer is you're going to look away. You're not going to be, you're not going to be taken in by it. And I'm, I talked about here, I alluded to lust in this, but there's all kinds of things. Uh, telling an untruth to make life easier. You right. could do that. You need to already have decided, no, I'm not doing that. I will not do that. You need to have decided all of these things in advance. And in effect, it's as if you have this shield of faith you're putting up. And you're going, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something better. And I think as Christians, we become more and more aware of that. And I think in your walk, daily walk with Jesus Christ, the more you walk with him, the more you become aware of how many times throughout the day you have these situations come up. And again, that's okay too. I think it's good to be aware of it as much as possible. Yeah, it is. And, and like I said a second ago, then you know what to do in advance because these things are going to come up. These things right. are going to tempt you in a variety of ways. And you need to have already decided what you're going to do. That's the, that's the shield of faith you're putting up, already having decided, no, no, I will not do this. I will, I will look away. I will do something different. I will not say things that are even shade the truth. I'll speak only the truth when I talk. Right. Now, what do we have about this? How about the girdle of truth? What do you think about that? The uh, the girdle of truth is the uh, that is the uh, that's the belt, okay. That's the belt of truth, which mm-hmm. um, which as we talked about in the uh, in the beginning, that's what holds everything up. So that's gonna be that's gonna be kind of like the key. So you undo the belt, everything comes undone. Ah, uh, and that you explained earlier in such a good way, called the belt of truth or the girdle of truth, depending on the translation. Gird your loins. There you are. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> the, yes. Uh, moving on. Um, the uh, now this is interesting because this one you had some good points on. Pat. The the shoes of peace. Tell the me shoes, about that. Yeah. So the shoes. Another very important thing. We think, oh, the shoes are shoes. But now again, this is two thousand years ago. This is Roman soldier stuff. Well, the the shoes had texture on the bottom. They had. I believe it was like metal. It wasn't spikes, but it was it was something that they put in their shoes to give them traction, which makes it makes complete sense. So in battle, they had traction, so they wouldn't slip and fall. Isn't that interesting? So you so it's it's again it's it's the things that we do as Christians. You keep the word in your heart. You you look away so you don't slip and fall. Kind of goes back to what you were talking about previously. You you make decisions beforehand so that we can keep our balance so that we can keep uh, our our eyes on on the objective um so that we don't slip and fall that's that's the metaphor of of the shoes and people in this time would have understood that because roman soldiers had the, these things on the bottom of their shoes to keep the traction yeah and to form a foundation in other words you're yes. firmly you're standing firm in your faith, you're standing firm and wherever you are, the shoes of peace. I think that's wonderful. Well, that we've gone through the full armor of God and the importance for it. I think that's a that's a great thing that we've done. I've taken a lot away from this, Pat. Tell me what you take away from this. Well, I'm taking away that you you have to really do this daily. Put on the full armor of God daily, and be purposeful about doing so, and read scripture pray understand 
what it is to be a Christian and, and how God wants us to leave our life and depend on him. Because this is not something we can do. This is not, this isn't anything as human beings that we can do. We have to rely on God. We have to ask him to put on our, our, our helmets, to put on the breastplate, to put on the belt and the shield and, to, you know, to sharpen our sword. We have to rely on him to do so. Another thing that Paul mentions here, it's kind of at the end. We need to be bold. We need to be bold in our proclamation for Jesus Christ. You know, Paul was in jail. He was in, he was in chains and he was still proclaiming God's word. We need to be, you know, we're not in jail. We're not, we're not in chains. We can, it's relatively easy for us to proclaim God's word. So we need to be bold in proclaiming God's word and living our lives for Jesus Christ. Absolutely, we need to do that. You know, that reminds me of a pastor in India. His name's Pastor Balaswamy. And he was arrested for, for spreading the good news. And they put him in a prison cell with f- five other inmates. And within a short time, he had converted four of the five to Christianity. And so they took him out of death because that was not going well for the jailers that uh, they put him in jail for spreading Christianity and he spreads it in jail. So they put him in another cell with another group of prisoners and he converted a whole bunch of them <laughs> and he did it. And the whole, all the while he was in jail. He was in jail for a couple of years, actually. An amazing, amazing person. You know, we're not in jail. We're, we're here. We complained about having our religious freedoms uh, thwarted in various ways. But the reality of it is we are able to proclaim the gospel and should. And we do so without the kind of of problems, without the kind of punishment that, that Paul would have received or as this guy I'm telling you about, Pastor Balaswamy, actually had happened to him. And so we are meant to do this. As Pat said earlier, we're meant to put on the full armor of God. And I think this has been good. This has been good for me, Pat. Thank yeah. you for thinking this. Because oh, I was I, I thought it was a, it was a fascinating topic. Yeah, and it's and what I'm going to do is before I go out, I'm going to think about these things. I'm going to think about these things. Put on the full armor of God as I go out into the world. You know, Pat and I started this with an idea, and the idea was a quote from C.S. Lewis that said, "Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, is of infinite importance." The one thing it cannot be is moderately important. The thing we'd like to impart to you is that if you're a Christian, know that it is true, that Christianity is true and it is infinitely important. Don't be a moderate Christian. Don't be a spectator. Be part of this great movement toward the kingdom of God as everything that you do. And I'm saying this to myself as well as to you because I need to do that. I need to remind myself every day to put on the full armor of God. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, we know the problem. We can see it in our world. The problem is evil. The problem is misuse of creation, misuse of relationships, misuse of everything in the world, Lord. We see that. We are given limited freedom and we've we've gone wild with it. Will you help us, Lord, to come back to you, all of us, each one of us? And as we do, would you help us Help us in this world that is arrayed against us to put on the full armor of God as we go. In Jesus' holy and mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen.